Good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing pretty well. Are you? Good. You sound good. Yeah, it's because I've been sleeping finally. Uh, Did you finally get your mask all sorted? I did. I did. And I started, I think the CPAP maybe March 2nd or 1st. And I'm finally starting to feel better. So you're finally starting to get real, like real sleep. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that I've been walking around half dead, like sleep deprived and not even knowing that that's what the cause was. I know, right? So yeah, I'm on the up and up now. Well, good. Yeah. You sound better. You need like the aura ring to track your sleep now that you're sleeping better and see. (laughs) Yeah. My group of girlfriends was talking about those recently. I'll Um, look into that. Yeah, I wanted to look into it because I'm like, okay, well, maybe if I can understand some of my sleep cycles and what's happening with that, that'll help me sort of bank my some of my energy because I don't always know when I'm going to run out of energy because of the MS and stuff. So like, I wonder if that would help, but I don't know. Um, So give it a try. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I wish. Um, Anyway. yeah. So, um, I had my eye appointment finally. <laughs> I was talking like, about this. <laughs> I like your lenses, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. My new frames that were in the That's store. That's what I meant. Frames. Yeah. Lenses. <laughs> the lenses. Your um, lenses, your, your prescription's amazing. <laughs> my prescription's amazing. It actually is because for the first time, like in my life, other than LASIK, my eyes actually got better. Oh, wow. Well, so what happened was, is, and I was mentioning this on a couple of podcasts ago, was that like all over the last like three or four months, like my reading glass, like our ability has gotten really bad. You know, I have reading glasses everywhere, all these, all the stuff and I, and my regular glasses aren't working right. And I can't find the right combination of contacts or glasses and all this stuff. So, you know, I was curious to see what my prescription this year and my distance vision actually improved. Wow. <laughs> but I have astigmatism in one of my eyes and um, and then something with the reading, like the, the change in distance throws off the reading correction. So you ah. have to like recalibrate everything and, and, and stuff. But yeah, so I, so I mean, my eyes did change. It was a slight change, but it was a change nonetheless. So, hey. Change in the yeah. right direction. Yeah. So I'm, uh, and and like my contacts are like kind of like right in between some sizes or strengths or something. So like on my on my left eye. So I have two different kinds of contacts to try to like see which ones my eyes prefer. Uh-huh. And then um and then I'll get my new glasses. So I'm very excited about all that. So feel like you know it's like being a, you know being someone who's worn glasses like my entire life. Like I got them in junior high. Um, and then they were like really super thick because my eyes were really bad. And back then they didn't have the technology they have now to make them really thin. So they were like the really thick Coke bottle uh-huh. lenses. And I was already like gangly as hell. <laughs> totally oh. awkward. I had really bad buck teeth. Didn't get my braces until I was in high school. It was, it was tragic. <laughs> it really- oh, poor thing. Yeah. Um, so, um, but, but as someone who has, you know, worn glasses all my life, like, when your vision starts getting worse, like you, you know, you like, um, and you have glasses, you know, like you don't, it's like so gradual, like you don't necessarily notice it, but you know, it's not the best. And then you get the new 
prescription and all of a sudden like everything is super clear you can see it's like whoa so well it's so funny because i have astigmatism i have like the very very minor prescription mm -hmm. and i thought my vision was getting worse last year and i went back to get a new test and he was like oh it's the same it's the same i was like oh okay all right <laughs> like, whatever he's like can i, I have contacts so i can when i go to concerts and stuff and right wanna, you know <laughs> nope you can't have contacts you don't have strong enough bad enough vision and with your stigmatism it's not the gonna stigmatism do, right. does make yeah and i wear daily wear contacts which they don't like they're harder to make the way that the technology is it's harder to do those but she, my eye doctor said when she's a new eye doctor to me because my last place stopped accepting my insurance so um she was saying that they've gotten to the point where they do um astigmatisms in monthly wear lenses so they're going in the right direction <laughs> they're getting there they're getting better with it with the technology but yeah like i don't you know i don't want to wear i don't wear my glasses to the gym you know like right <laughs> i've been out of contacts and i wasn't going to order any new ones till i knew my prescription and so the last couple of gym sessions I've been to, I've just been wearing, I mean, I, I, I wear my glasses to the gym and then I'll take my glasses off. I don't blame like, you. They're annoying. Sweating slide. and then fogging yeah. up and oh, yeah. Yeah. Awful. Mm -mm -mm. Awful, awful, yeah. awful. I'm so yep. excited about Thousand Pound Sisters. Not so much about 600 Pound Life. Oh, this week's? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see like where this Thousand Pound Sisters goes, the direction. <laughs> Even though it's kind of boring this, this uh, season. There's some interesting tidbits that I thought were yeah. like, dropped in there that I feel like were um, more of the producers hinting at like uh, Michael and Amy splitting. Oh, so I, oh, speaking of that, I was on Facebook and I, I added Tammy to my Facebook friend list or whatever, but she hasn't accepted. She probably won't. Yeah. But then because I did that, all of her family started popping up on people I may know. Oh. And God. Michael popped up and it, I just clicked on his profile, what was public. And it said, you know, married to Amy. So I was like, well, it's on Facebook that they're still married, but we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <sighs> so I don't know. But like Amanda popped up, then Misty. I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. I attempted to add one person and now the whole family showing up. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> People you may know, the ones that I'm still getting, even though we haven't covered 90 Day in, in forever, and I've barely interacted with any of those individuals, um, I'm getting, still getting um, lots of 90 Day. Mm. <laughs> the random ones will pop up too. Not yeah. like, you know, it's like, like, um, Oh God, who did I get? I think I got David from Las Vegas. <laughs> you know, he, I mean? he pops up on mine too. Yeah, all the time. And I, you know, it's funny. I like delete them, and then it says like show less of uh -huh. that person's profile. And then every time I do that, I just keep seeing them over and over again. I'm like, yeah, well, I have seen them more like, three or four times. Like for a long time, my ex husband and I were not Facebook friends. Uh huh. And then, and and during that period, we are now, and it's fine. But during that period of time, um, he kept showing up as a suggestion friend, <laughs> and so, and then, I mean, like, go I away. Stay on great terms. It was fine. So I would always screenshot it and yeah. send it to him and be like, <laughs> Facebook trying to tell me what to do again. <laughs> um, Facebook. I yeah. Oh God. When Facebook recommended, um. Hanakawa's ex-husband 
<laughs> as a friend you may know i was like oh no facebook go home you're drunk you're high <laughs> oh my god speaking uh, of hanakawa we were hoping she would join us but she is sick with <laughs> i don't know what she called the it plague the plague one of the plagues one, one of them um <laughs> with covid or something like if the plague got covid that's what she said she feels like something along those lines <laughs> well it's funny because like she was like sort of into recording tonight but then she kept dropping hints she was like yeah i can't speak yeah i'm really i'm like oh my god well to be fair in her defense she probably was earlier today was hoping that by now she would be feeling of good of course i'm good sure enough she, to yeah, record yeah. And I mean, you never know. She could pop in on a moment. She could. She could wake up and pop in. Who knows? Um, Take her day quote. I I did try to guilt her into recording when she was sick anyway. (laughs) You guys are just like, I told her, I was like, I'm going to be that bitch. (laughs) Please record anyway. Um, (laughs) But no, she's, she knows, she knows it's all good guys. Don't, don't add it. She'll be back. She'll be back. Um, And well, she, and she's in Arizona and um which is interesting because we were trying to figure out what time we we're going to record earlier today because they're um she's in mountain time and arizona doesn't do daylight savings time so i ha- and we are changing our clocks this weekend and i oh, never it's know this weekend oh, yes i, just, I wow. never know if we're in daylight savings time or we're switching to daylight savings like you know i don't know which period is which um I just know spring forward, fall back, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. changes. And I also know that like when I lived in Hawaii, Hawaii doesn't do daylight savings time switches. So, you know, half the year we were six hours behind Washington, DC, you know, and half the year we were five hours. So we were trying to figure this out with Hanakawa. And she and I have definitely had times where the time has switched for me, but I'll forget that she doesn't do it and we'll set a recording time and then it'll be completely off. <laughs> she's like where are you where are you or i'll be like where are you she's like wait wait you know because we're idiots apparently <laughs> you can't you can't math well um, it's easy when you think about like the west coast being three hours behind but anything in the middle is up for grabs i feel like it's could be <laughs> and no man's land when it comes to time i'm like what time is it i don't know it should be very simple so i don't know I don't but know. it's basically spring here anyway and you know how you can tell it's spring around here the pollen no, when the newscasts are doing cherry blossom peak bloom watch fucking <laughs> all day, every day. Like uh, now, okay, you're you're Marylander, you're Annapolis, so you're a little bit more removed from it. From the sort chaos. Of. Sort of. From the chaos that is the tidal blossom cherry title basin cherry blossom watch right but i grew up in montgomery county oh so, right oh so yeah, yeah, yeah silver yeah, spring right. near dc and i mean here in annapolis we get baltimore news and of course mm-hmm. where i grew up we got like the dc news stations even though it's all very close if you don't know about maryland dc virginia everything's very close together mm-hmm. um so and there's was- some weird line between um like virginia dc and like baltimore area some line along there where the coverage switches i mean you can always get both i remember living in in howard county out in maryland and i could get the dc news if i wanted different channels you know 
Mm-hmm. Um, about here, obviously, there's only one channel we watch for news around here. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I grew up near DC, so when I see the Baltimore news, I'm so unfamiliar with all the areas they're talking mm-hmm. about. I'm like, okay, give me some F Street, give me some, <laughs> you know, let me just. <laughs> Well, Talk okay, so you know what a big deal the cherry blossoms are around yes, here. Yes, it's in my calendar to go to the festival is it? this Okay, year. so this is, I got to get your opinion on this then, as a native, you know. No, I have not air. gone ever. Uh, no, I shouldn't say ever. I went when I was little. Okay, I, I don't, and I'm asking this because I genuinely, I just, I don't know that I understand or fall or drank the Kool-Aid or get the hype or whatever it is. I don't understand this whole, like... I get that they're pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that they happen what they bloom once a year, but they happens every year and it's pretty and there's cherry blossoms everywhere, not just the tidal basin, which admittedly that is pretty, but it is pretty, yeah. It's so fucking crowded. There's I would never like, go during tour. No. It's worse. No. It's like almost as bad going to the tidal basin during cherry blossom season that it is going to the mall during Fourth of July, which I've also done. I refuse to do that. I've done it once. I'm fine. <laughs> Never doing it again. <laughs> I just don't like tourists. I don't like just the, the right. chaos and the heat, even though it's not going to be hot for the cherry blossoms. But yeah. you never know. It could be 85, 90 degrees. You, know, you don't know. know. Right. Um, I just don't like dealing with the, the traffic. The yeah. tourists, people don't know where they're going, the traffic. Yeah. And I'm trying to get around to my, to my secret back you know metro stop you know station that i know about that everyone thinks oh you got to take this big this one this is the first one you see i'm like you don't know that if you go two blocks down it's easier to get there's a whole you don't have to wait in any of this line (laughs) because it's you know a stop away Mm -hmm. there's another stop right there and you can change lines if you need to um no but like like so they, they do these like you know news stories about them and okay i like i like the interest you know human interest stories and you're they talk to the arborist oh that's cool and you get the history of them every year and all this stuff but it's like such a big deal this is like such a big deal and they do these countdowns and these stories and these watch you know See, where are we in what phase what stage are we in and, and well <laughs> you know i'm watching the news every night we watch the five o'clock news together every night it's generally stories that Head of Life made us worked on in the morning. So mm-hmm. you know, he likes to see how they come it comes together. And so that's what we do. And, and you know, it's just like they have these watches, these weather watches, you know, and all that stuff. And then you get like, we're in stage one of the the cherry blossoms. And um, I think I can tell you actually, because I took a picture of it. Do you have an app? Is there a cherry blossom? I'm app sure for- there is, but I just took a picture of the the television screen. Um because I was sending this to my girlfriends because who don't live here. Cause I was like, this whole thing is ridiculous. Like I don't understand it. And um, you get tarred and feathered for that out here. You know? I'm the worst local ever. I don't do any of the local things. I want to trust me. I want to, I mean, Annapolis had our huge St. Patrick's day parade last weekend and I completely forgot about it until it was too late. I was like, <laughs> Oh, oops, I missed the parade. That would have been fun. Um, cherry blossom 2023 cherry blossom watch the phase one which is green buds were february 23rd florets were visible on march 1st phase three which is extension of florets was march 7th we were in we're oh yeah that's the phase we were in we're about to hit the next phase which is pentacle elongation (laughs) (laughs) and then puffy whites and then peak bloom um, and it's this huge thing. People travel from like 
other countries to come here and to see this. They travel just to see the cherry blossoms. That's not something I understand. And maybe, I mean, and I'm not trying to say this in like necessarily a snarky way. Like I'm legitimately like, it's not my thing, I guess. Maybe, maybe they're just... just doing it too because they want to go to DC. And so like, we're going to come this time of year because during this the is cherry special. Blossoms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I'm just, I don't know. That's I guess story. that's just I mean you know I have my weird things that I like and pay attention to so I mean I'm not like snarking on it necessarily I just don't necessarily know that I am that the right audience for that yeah although maybe I can be I've been trying to challenge a lot of things about myself lately to be honest <laughs> like I mean I'm oh, down no, to I go like, if I can I don't like this oh well you know what maybe I do I don't know let me let me try I haven't tried it in a while maybe I do yeah. like this after all you know so that's what I'm trying to do a lot of that lately or I have been I found so anyway yeah um um thousand pound sisters so here we are on fat friday well we're recording this thursday I mean sorry guys <laughs> a little back behind the scenes um no so we we're doing um thousand pound sisters and um my 600 pound life and the thousand pound sisters episode um the hell was it called forbidden fruit <laughs> forbidden fruit that's right i knew it was something <laughs> food related um so it was i i, I enjoyed it i i had it, i thought it was enjoyable i found a lot to to take pictures of and to make gifts about it was a very ah, giftable, it was a very mm -hmm. giftable episode did you like um, the memes with, i sent you yes with and now yes 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 i did those very quickly and we'll we'll talk about those as well but yeah okay so this week well we recap from last week we saw tammy getting her surgery and we saw mcdreamy aka dr proctor mcdreamy i'm going there on facetime with amy checking in on her progress so fast forward to now, this episode, we see Tammy four weeks post-surgery. She's in rehab, working out, walking. She said she lost 40 pounds since her surgery. So that was exciting. It's a, that's impressive. She's doing well, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. She was like glowing. She was smiling. She says she was happy to, to be able to do basic tasks. And she's looking forward to going to the store and just being able to live life. Starting like. to see the tangible results of, of the journey that she's been on. And I think that, that that's great. Yes. <laughs> then she turns around. Dun, dun, dun. This is the whole, dun, dun. We see a return of the Tammy that right. we know from before. <laughs> the, we need the bitcher bitcher sis for. Bitcher sis for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the next scene, we see Chris and Brittany in the car on the way to pick up Tammy from rehab. And Chris receives a phone call from the rehab center and we don't know what it is yet but he's like i have to pull over i have to pull oh over oh my god what oh no drama, drama yeah <laughs> which i so yeah he and headband are driving along they're about an hour right. into their four hour two hours trip. for an eight hour road trip i'd be pissed too if i drove four or two hours into an eight hour trip oh i thought he said one hour uh, maybe it was yeah. two i don't know okay all I know Trust is I can notes. go to from here to Ocean City in less than that time. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could be at the beach. And uh, Ocean so, City? Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> I've been there once and I'm full of judgment. <laughs> I'm surprised you've only been there once considering you live in Virginia. But because I know we, I moved here from Hawaii. I know. I know. I can't go to Ocean City, you know. I know. 
And I got married in the Carolina beaches, North Carolina, like, <laughs> yeah, North Carolina beaches, you know, they're not California beaches, but um, I grew up, oh, I went to Salisbury University. So like Ocean City was my second home. So oh, I bet. Yeah. Good times to be had that yeah. were had and to be in the future, <laughs> <laughs> in the future, in the future. <laughs> when uh, tour season is over, that's another thing I avoid. Um, so then I grew up in Northern California. So it's not like my beaches were Ah. like these, you know, tropical ocean, you know, Mm -hmm. drinking a Mai Tai on the beach type of thing. Cause that was when (laughs) I was in Hawaii. (laughs) That was a whole different story. Um, I get it. Yeah. No, but yeah, I went to ocean city for my one year wedding anniversary. TJ took me. Oh, nice. Um, And he did, it was a surprise. He didn't tell me. Um, He had packed up the car, everything. Like he just told me, he kind of told me what to pack like you know i asked enough do you questions. think you're going to like bora bora next thing you know no you're... no i know no, i knew we were driving are we going to the airport tj no we're going to ocean i knew City. like we got in the car like i went to go put my stuff i was walking to the trunk like to the car to put my like bag in and he was like um don't look in the trunk and i was like oh jesus christ what the hell's in the trunk like is there a dead body like what is it? right um but then we took the dogs to his co-worker's house who kept the dogs for us for the weekend. Um, so I'm like, okay, um, Michael, enjoy the dogs. <laughs> They'll love this. There's all this place out to his house out in um, like Elkridge, Columbia area. Uh-huh. Huge yard and forest. And he just had them all. Um, and, and so then we, he like kind of, he had, you know, he input the GPS, but he didn't tell me like necessarily where it was. And I didn't want to look, you know, I kind of wanted to surprise. So I was trying to like, okay, we have X amount of time and mileage to our destination. So I'm like, you know, looking on the maps, you know, what's the destination, you know, how long to here and how long to there and ended up figuring out it was ocean shit, ocean shit. <laughs> well, as soon as you hit that Bay bridge, you probably knew we we're like, well, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, here we go. Okay. We're going over the bridge. All right. <laughs> um yeah and i'd never been there before but he took me there he'd gotten an oceanfront room hotel room with a jacuzzi tub oh in the room and those are like my favorite things is sitting on my like a balcony of uh oceanfront mm-hmm. drinking my coffee like that's what we did like when we went to the beach for our wedding and the week the summer before when we spent a week at the beach you know sitting there drinking my coffee is and that and then you know I love my baths so yeah so you know it was it was an interesting experience like mm-hmm. I had to bathe in sanitizer like over my <laughs> whole body I think afterwards but um but yeah anyway so that was my experience with Ocean City <laughs> oh my goodness wait what were we talking about <laughs> but we digress uh, right well we see Amy Glenn and Gage are in the kitchen they're ta- at the kitchen table painting cards for Aunt Tammy and she's Amy says that life without Tammy is less stressful and that she's a bitch but she's her bitch oh yeah 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 <laughs> next thing you know chris is calling and he's telling them all about uh how tammy has a trach infection and that she has to stay in the facility for 10 more days because they have to give her iv antibiotics so this is where the drama starts (laughs) and then they gather right they gathered like the whole family outside to talk about this oh excuse me what they're gonna do with tammy we'll be right back and now back to the show. The oxygen company told them that they have to take, they need two caregivers, first of all, to take care of Sammy if she were to come home 
um, with the trach infraction and everything. I guess they and, need two trained uh, available. Or yeah, because I guess like, not two at all shifts. times, but well, yeah, no, like I would assume it would be like twelve-hour shifts. Yeah, somebody needs to sleep, and then she probably needs twenty-four-hour care. Right. And that it was going to be like a week in the hospital of training. So of course Amanda's like, I can't take off work. Amy can't leave originally her kids. thought, yeah, because for Tammy to come home at that time, she would still have the trach. Mm-hmm. I don't know what criteria they were using to take the trach out because later they're talking about it and it's like another few weeks or something like that. That I think so, yeah. Gonna have it. Not it's not a long period of time. Um, so I don't know what criteria they were using, but like at this point she was gonna have the trach still. And so they were told, okay, you just need to have, you know, it's like a couple hours of training. You can take care of, you know, to help take care of Tammy so that the releaser, you can come home with the trach. Still would scare the hell out of me, right? Especially considering clogged trach is one of our (laughs) bingo squares. Um, And now she has a trach infection. Like it's all. Does that count? Does that count for the bingo square? (laughs) I think it would have. We actually didn't play bingo this this week. Oh, gotcha. Um, We were just like too mired in the, in the episode, but, um, um, so, so they, you know, they had the impression that it wasn't that much. And then they find out later that the training is actually like, you know, 80 hours or, you know, something ridiculous or 40 hours in, and it would be in a hospital, like full-time class setting type of thing. And neither yeah. of them could do that. So they were like, you know, we can't take her home. What are we going to do? Right. And exactly. Tammy starts throwing this fit mm-hmm. back to her you know her come get me i'm gonna leave why won't my family listen to me and all of that anger of course it's right. just it's just a mask for her fear of being rejected and people not liking her and yeah and which all starts from her mom who's a total total president yeah <laughs> yeah and amy's like what are you gonna do just go live on the street with it and get an even bigger infection sepsis and then die like what are you gonna do it's so, sad so yeah, we had her doing that, trying to be logical. We had Amanda freaking out, going, "Why is she?" And then we had Chris, who I was team Chris here because Chris was just like, "I mean, we just can't take bring her home." I mean, that's right. just that's just it. And exactly. the story, what's what you know, what's everyone going on about? She can throw her fit, but is she actually going to like move herself out into the parking lot? No, right. she's not. And this is where I was like, you know, maybe it's just because you know my cold dead heart growing up without the close family knit close-knit family stuff that like you see here you know i didn't have all of that so the the thought of seeing amanda as worked up as she was i'm trying i'm trying to figure out how to phrase this like amanda was so worked up and so like freaking out and i i guess i'm just more logical brained i was like chris like well clearly she can't i mean we can't get the training and she can't come to with us without us getting the train. So what's she going to do? What's exactly. the alternative, right? Like there's no, she's not going to move herself out into the parking lot. She's going to have her hissy fit. She's going to be over it. And that's going to be that. And she's just going to have to stay there. There right. is no other option. Well, like Amanda Amanda's said- like wasting all this energy being throwing this fit that I thought was unnecessary. I mean, not that I, not that like, I'm trying to snark on her for it. I like, I feel bad. I would act that, the same way. That's how I talked to my brother. I'm like, no, because she, she was wasted energy. He was like, that's a good point. <laughs> well, she said it's a, you know, she got the infection at a facility with trained staff. Yeah. And so who's to say what could happen with them at mm-hmm. home, even if they did do the week's worth of training. 
Right. And she's like, I'm not sitting at home eating ice cream and potato chips, even though I look like it. And Amanda was like, I have a life. I have kids. Yeah. I have, you know, she's going through the divorce and everything else. Like she's got a lot of stuff on her plate. She can't take off work. She needs right. money. And she says all of that and that's all great. Right. But then she's like, I thought, I thought she was like carrying on a lot. Oh, uh, see, I didn't feel that way. I thought she okay. was, I was like, I mean, good, I just, girl. Because I feel and, and like I everyone's said, scared of Tammy and nobody yeah. wants to stand up to her. And yeah. I'm like, and Chris was like, I, I don't give a shit. Like, no, we're, we can't take her. Sorry. Well, and I think that it. some people know how to, you know, when you have that family member that acts a certain type of way, yeah. there's always somebody that knows how to talk to them, whatever, however that may be. So mm-hmm. Chris probably knew that like being short and to the point was going to have a more powerful effect. Yeah. I guess it just goes to that whole, like, I mean, it's like so much wasted emotion because there's no point in getting yourself so riled up about something when you, neither nobody can do anything about it. This is just. Well, then Tammy hung up facts. on her. So it obviously ended up very quickly. Yeah. So. Like, okay. All yeah. right. So she's going to have a hissy fit, but in reality, what's she going to do about it? Well, yeah. I mean, okay. You know, well, I guess I feel I'm like just... Tammy is very childlike too, in a lot of ways. Oh, rare. And very rare. fearful. She, so she reverts, she like regresses back to this you know, demanding entitled person. And, you know, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, obviously, but I can pretend to be one on a podcast, right? (laughs) Like, she clearly, like, all of that anger is a mask for this fear and hurt that she has. You know, she has this horrible childhood where, Mm -hmm. you know, she's unloved and unwanted and all of those other not feeling good enough not being enough and so she's trying to get that from the people who's supposed to love her the most but she doesn't know how to get it right so yeah. she demands it like this and by acting like this because it's attention and if they do it somehow in her mind she's equates like if they do what i tell them to do it means they love me and i'm worth worth something well and also remember she's been enabled this whole time she you don't get mm-hmm. to 700 pounds without family members enabling you so i think she's i don't want to say bullied her siblings because i don't think that's i don't think it's necessarily bullying but i think she's yeah she's a little bit like demanded manipulated and i think that she thought she could manipulate the situation to be in her favor but there was literally not like you said nothing right right and it's just like it's god it's like hard seeing tammy do that because you're just like god what a fucking bitch but at the same time i'm like seeing underneath that hurt right i'm like oh is this just like this hurt child who just wants to be loved yeah she, she doesn't know how there, to yeah. ask for that and this is the only way she knows because look at her mother right exactly you know? exactly i feel bad for her i do yeah absolutely I mean, yeah. that's why she needs therapy right so yep yep <laughs> and <laughs> So that whole scene ends. And then we see Amanda and Amy at the spa getting massages. And they both said that they'll take virgin mimosas. Um, okay. Let's stop there yes. before we get into the quote unquote knew, massages. Yep. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the quote unquote massages. Um, would you guys like care for anything? Would you like a mimosa? Oh, yeah. Virgin. Isn't that just orange juice? It is. And I <laughs> no, was thinking... No, somebody... So here's the thing. Somebody online said, uh, no, it, I guess technically you replace the champagne with non-alcoholic version of like sparkling grape juice or something, I guess. You okay, could do well, that. Okay, well, no spa is going to have a virgin sparkling no, grapefruit juice. No. I doubt it. Um, so it just, it's just like, oh, the whole scene was so produced. <laughs> it was. But, I was um, just thinking about how if you and I got massages together... Since you don't drink alcohol, I would just take the champagne and you take the mm-hmm. orange juice. And yeah. then. How do I like me? And I've done that at places. 
Ah. We were, when we were down at um, Virginia Tech for a football game in mm-hmm. family weekend last fall, um, they had this like uh, tailgate, family tailgate thing. And, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a day game. So the tailgate was like a breakfast tailgate. So they had like bagels and do- donuts and things like that. And they had mimosa station thing where, you know, like, and I just got the orange juice and he, I think just got the champagne. I can't remember <laughs> if he even got any orange juice or not. Um, but um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, My favorite part was when Amanda said that her tits were in her, her. I was like, I literally put, I can relate to that. Yeah. So they lay them down. I mean, okay. The scene's so produced, but whatever. Okay. So they lay them down on their side-by-side tables and they're on their backs they said you know undress to where you feel comfortable and apparently for that that was tank top and shorts or you know whatever because when you get up later you can see it all right so they're there they're laying on their backs and they're talking about their titties coming up (laughs) smothering their necks and And then amanda says she can't take off her bra because then they're gonna fall to the side i was like i can relate uh, to that i I get it i'm like lay i got a massage last week i was like laying there i was like oh my boobs got bigger and i'm like oh i can't breathe very well no wonder i sleep (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting a massage next week nice Uh, yeah um (laughs) Followed by my chiropractor the next day and physical therapist. Nice. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap it all together so they can all attack it. I just need to <laughs> go see you afterwards right. and have you do some needles. Um, <laughs> they didn't dry needling on my neck last time I was there. Oh, uh, did that hurt? No, it doesn't hurt. That's good. It's, I think acupuncture feels better because, I, I you know, that's it's precise placement, right? When they do dry needling, they're looking for the, like the knots and the muscles, not necessarily the I, Yeah. The and it's more channels. of an aggressive technique. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people will be like, I don't want acupuncture. I had dry needling done. It was painful. I cried. It hurt. I was like, well, okay, oh, well, that's why. Yeah. Well, my dry needling doesn't hurt at that's all. That's good. That's um, good. And I mean, I don't come out of there feeling better like I do like with cupping or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, I, it's supposed to have a lo- better longer term, like deeper benefit to stimulate those muscles. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But so did you like, get mud? <laughs> did you get mud? Well, so the, first of all, the massage therapist is in there going, hi, I'll be your massage therapist. So first of all, that's my first red flag was because if you're getting couples massage, side by side massage, you need two therapists, not just yeah. one. But so I'm one, I was like, oh, okay, this is not okay. After the Virgin Mimosa comment, I'm like, all right, this is, let's see what we're, they staged this whole thing for them. And then they're, this massage treatment consists of them rubbing mud on their arms and putting saran wrap on it. It was so, it fake, was like a yeah. mud wrap on their arms. That was it. Yeah. And not even like a wrap around, it was just spread on the top. Yep. I would have been so pissed if I went in to film something and thought I was getting a full body massage and got mud on my arm. I'd be like, come on. I would be like, are you fucking kidding me? No, you owe me a massage. I got this nut right here. (laughs) It's like the shape of Italy. (laughs) Well, and we went to the spa for the single life and it was not fun. I mean, I, Danielle and I had Brazilian waxes that they cut out. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know Shut if I told up. You that. yeah yeah i mean for sure like i made sure the camera was nowhere near my well, hoo-ha, yeah. but um but did you actually get you got all the treatments oh, you're yeah. supposed to get well no i mean i didn't get a massage either we ran out of time danielle got like a full um spray like the uh tan i think uh, her spray tan. and the twins got the tan 
And I didn't because I was getting the bikini wax. Everything was weird. And the twins got the tan. Of course they did. Yeah. And I was like, I I was like pregnant and and freaking getting my vagina ripped apart. It was awful. Oh God. And that's gonna be and it's extra painful when you're pregnant. Exactly. And I didn't know that. And then as she's going, you know, doing it, she was like, like, by the way, by the way, this is gonna hurt more because you're pregnant because all the blood vessels are screaming. And, but my point being, like, I was like, really? This is like something we're doing in production. And I left the room and I was like screaming during it. And the sound guy was in the room next to me. And he was just like with his little headphones on going like nodding, like, no, no. Oh, no. Because <laughs> he heard it all. He said he had to turn down the volume. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine the hazard pay that some of these sound guys and camera guys have yeah. to get? I know the amount of body parts they see and then oh, and noises and like yeah especially the love after lockup people who I film know, that gotta see that show I've only seen because like, they always they're always it. filming them having sex somewhere where it's like in the woods and the shower really? in the car on the side of the road yeah how have I not seen this show I've only it's, seen bits I don't know together. like it's not the last couple of seasons I feel like are not as good at all like you have to go back to like the first the OG the first yeah the OG one season one season two I think okay were good. and then after that it, it was a whole different thing after that so Okay, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I'll add it to you the just list. Want something stupid to put on in the background while you're trying to fall yeah. asleep? Yeah, see, that's like you, right. And my problem is too, like I've watched so many things with Kaya running around, and now she's understanding stuff. So <gasps> yeah, like, I had to be a little bit more. <laughs> right, I had something on today. I was like, I survived a serial killer. Something random. I was like, okay, and we're turning it off because Kaya started. I was like, oh my god, she's looking at it. She's looking at it. She's <laughs> oh, like, nope. Okay, show her, show her the Netflix series Dahmer. Yep, nope, nope. So then I put on freaking Coco Melon. I was like, just learn, like, let's learn some more stuff. Well, I was doing dishes or something. Stuff. Right. I was like, let's learn. I'm happy, happy. I'm like, oh my happy, God. Happy. Right. Mouse club. Exactly. Wiggles. Wiggles. I was like, my daughter's not going to be in therapy when she's like 12. My mama made me watch crime documentaries. Oh, she's going to be and... in therapy. Don't you worry. <laughs> no. Don't you, you worry, know, my friend. You know, just start saving that, for. No, I think therapy is healthy for everyone. Oh yeah, really it is do. absolutely hundred percent, hundred percent. It is. Um. Yes. Well, speaking of therapy, we yes. then see after the massage, we see Amy. <laughs> massage. Actually, during the massage, Amy starts crying because she's says she feels like she's hanging on by a a thread. She doesn't mm-hmm. want her boys to see her cry. And Amanda was very comforting and saying that the boys are happy because they know that they are loved and she shows them how loved they are. And I think that's important because we strive as parents and moms to be the best right. we can be. But at the end of the day, if we show our children that we love them, yeah. that love will mean more than anything. <laughs> more than the they know stuff, there's, more than the, right. oh, the huge giant house. And oh, well, m- mommy has two Christmas trees at her house, you know, type of thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. <clears throat> And then <laughs> when they get up off of the table <laughs> and um, Amanda says she can breathe again, Amy says the weight came off your titties just like the weight came off of Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> weight came uh, off your titties. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so funny. I actually really like the sibling dynamic that they brought in. I know they had to because obviously, you know, Amy and Tammy are separated and so they had to bring in more content but i'm actually enjoying amanda yeah Amanda. Sure. Misty, misty sometimes 
I'm like, what? what oh, who's she again? Oh, she's the other. She sibling. pops in and out every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then did you see this picture that Tammy posted on? Um, um, uh, did I? I think I? I think I sent it to you. I don't know. Um, I I was looking through my pictures because I was looking at some of the things that I I memed or was going to meme like. We have Chris saying, I'm so excited to bring that bitch home. You just don't yeah. even know. <laughs> She's lost so much weight. I did see this on her Instagram. Yeah, before the, yeah, yeah. And then we have Amy with, she's a bitch, but she's my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because I actually wrote down need to make a meme and more memes <laughs> of some of the things that they were saying. Because I was like, they have some good quotes this season yeah. for sure. And then I have the mimosa. And then I have a little shot from the scene from next week. Uh-huh. About <laughs> where Amanda's asking how they're going to consummate their marriage. Yeah. <laughs> but let's back up. Let's get to the marriage. Right. All right. So we see Tammy playing games and rehab with her friends. And Caleb is sitting next to Tammy and says that they've been getting to know each other for the past few weeks. He's been there for almost a year, but he's been mainly in his room due to health issues. And he said that, first of all, he said, Caleb said Tammy saved his life because he was out of oxygen and tears were falling down his face when she got him home. I was like, first of all, where the hell were the nurses when your oxygen is like running out? That sets off an alarm. So how was he suffocating? Number one, that's neither here nor there. But um, Tammy saved him. Great. But that, it was that like, dramatic scene. Like, do you knowing what we then what we okay, they should have recreated it like they did though when Tammy had her like clog in her trach, remember? Oh yeah, They're like they Tammy recreate that. The nurse thing. is so chill. She's like, Tammy, Tammy's like beep, beep, Tammy. Beep, beep, beep. Do, some, do something. <laughs> oh no, do something. <laughs> Quick, act now. Right? I'm like, oh my god. Well, then I was thinking about the reviews we've read of that rehab center and how bad they were and i'm like this man almost died it's not funny but i mean the nobody man almost died <laughs> and i'm like nobody did anything what but the then hell he read on? the reviews and stopped tammy to get in that place and first of all i read them back before people started posting like i good job saving tammy's life and all this right. weird shit on it i was like and there was maybe three reviews total and they were not good like so <laughs> i don't know what reviews he was reading when he which we know he wasn't really reading them. He just wanted to go there because of her. Right. That's in itself weird. <laughs> right? That's so crazy. <laughs> but it's all creepy, right? So this guy, he says this big romantic gesture of... <laughs> yeah, he said tammy brought him there his best friend's wife found out stuff on social media about tammy and the rehab center so he looked at her social media and then decided to go to that rehab center stalker. right and this <laughs> resident friend was like yeah that's stalker vibes and he said it's not stalking it's research i'm like okay red flag we do enough crime documentaries like if that yeah. isn't freaky but tammy just eats it up okay right. it's probably bad choice of words but she just <laughs> then i was gonna say she laps it up oh so she just she loves Enjoys it. it yeah she sees it as this big romantic gesture not the creepy you know 
whatever like her her frame of reference is is not not this not necessarily the same as somebody who would find that behavior stalkerish yeah i'm wondering if there's more to the story that they're either not telling us or they're kind of changing things around Mm -hmm. i don't know that because that seems like extremely weird maybe he did reach out to her maybe yeah maybe there's some partial truth in there but you know if they're trying to make him out to be a love bombing creeper, then I, I don't know. They're doing a good job because it's... <laughs> I don't know that that's their intention. I think they're trying to show what Tammy sees in him and see it as a romantic gesture. Yeah, and in Caleb's defense, he seemed, from what we can see, he seems like he has a kind soul and he's a nice guy. He's been through a lot of trauma himself. But we know history of love bombing and or stuff like, I don't know, yeah. going to a rehab center for some money. I don't know. Knowing don't this know. person at a rehab center for <laughs> rehab romances just don't work. You guys. Rehab romance. Okay. It's that, a thing. I it's rehab. a thing. Okay. Okay. So this is what I was going to ask you. I mean, too. at least my kind of rehab. Well, no, as an alcoholic, <laughs> like they tell you, you know, when you're going through the stages or steps, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. like to not date, right? At first. Well, okay. So the the How's idea that, that you're told is that like in your first, you know, when you're first getting sober, generally your first year-ish of sobriety. I was never told a specific time. I don't hear a specific time frame being given. Okay. But what we tell people and what I hear is um you don't you got to focus on your sobriety. So you don't want to do any big changes. You don't want to make any big changes and also if you're dating then you're not working on the things that you need to work on. Plus there's a lot of risk in that because if it doesn't go well and stuff then it might trigger you when you're not strong right. enough in your sobriety yet and all these kinds of things. So well what about dating somebody Oh sorry, I mean to interrupt yeah. you. Oh no, go ahead. Um what about dating somebody that's also uh, an addict and uh, whether it be food alcohol like how does that right. work out for if most they're people? both in recovery i right. mean i've seen i've seen it work both ways like mm-hmm. be good, really good and really bad I've, I've i've i know many many aa couples that have you know met in the rooms um or otherwise like maybe they didn't meet in aa but that you know they both happen to be sober and met other ways or whatever um i've seen it work out beautifully I know lots yeah. and lots of people who have fantastic relationships, um, you know, kids and all these things. Um, but I've also seen it not work out well when you, you, well, you generally when you meet the person in when you guys meet each other in rehab, when you guys are still detoxing and and have no sense of anything that's happening. That's a no go. Like those yeah. don't work. That's what I'm talking. When I talk right. about rehab romance, that's what I'm talking about. It's like you know, you're not hooking up. Don't hook up with the with the with the meth dealer down the the hallway. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that's not healthy. When right. You're at I feel like with like Tammy and Caleb, it could go one of two ways. They could be very supportive of each other and mm-hmm. grow and and help each other out, or they can enable each other, as we've seen on My Sex and Pound Life and every other show right. in real life, obviously. So I'm curious to know the statistics on relationships with where two parties are both addicts like i mean i feel like i mean it's gonna i feel like it's gonna be an uphill battle for them Mm -hmm. um will it work can it work i think absolutely it could work but it's gonna be more of a challenge than i think an ordinary relationship i mean there's a lot of um issues i think a lot of red flags that come up with um, meeting someone, the location that they meet, right? You're in this sort of artificial environment, this sort of bubble. Um, 
and it's not the real world necessarily, you know, so you're not interacting and, and time is weird in those kinds of places. Like, you know, work at, when I worked at summer camps and things like that, like over the summer, you know, the romances you have with other counselors and things like, you know, mm -hmm. the time is just completely different because you're going to see the person again at the next meal versus in the next week in the real world. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, you've got that sort of dynamic here. Plus it's this weird trauma you know, um, healing, uh, all kinds of weird emotional stuff going on as they're, yeah. they're being treated, right? Like that's not an ideal situation by any, physically, the physical situation, the surroundings and the and mental and emotional situation. Those are not ideal circumstances for any, yeah. you know, any r romance to start. And then, you know, for them to get engaged and, and, and what, you know, but could it work? <laughs> sure <laughs> you know yeah i think i, I think know people that have gotten married after knowing yeah. each other very very like you know short amount of times that There's... have had a long and beautiful relationship and mm -hmm. then i know people that have dated for eight years got married and then got divorced so right yeah i but... mean yeah, there's, there's, you know, marriage is challenging and there's so many factors and variables that go into what's going to make a successful marriage. And mm -hmm. um, the bottom line is, you know, whether I didn't go too deep into that, like whether they're going to last or whatever, you know, because. Oh, I did. I was like, oh, well, because, nope. <laughs> you know, just reality TV romances. I'm just like, I'm so right. cynical about them anyway. I don't think any of them are gonna last I guess you know I agree because of the reality romance angle not any other factor necessarily um but I was you know she's happy she does seem genuinely happy she does um and and she deserves to be happy and to have somebody in her life who loves her and treats yes. her like the queen that she wants to be. Not a um, fat feeder. What do they call them? Um, feeders. Feeders. Just, they or, call them feeders. Like all the yeah. people she's dated before have been right. feeders. And, you know, these these weird emotional dynamics and stuff. And, not, and uh, you know, we haven't seen enough of them to know what their emotional dynamic is. Mm -hmm. But it already seems better than anybody else we've seen her with, you know. Oh, I agree. Um, so was it amusing watching him propose and them trying to kiss and whether their oxygen tubes would reach and whether they could stand up in their wheelchair? Like, you know, of course you know, there, there's, there's, there's that sort of sensational element to it, but overall she does seem happy. And she does. I mean, I was sober for like five minutes when I met hetero life mate. So it's not like I have any room to judge what someone's going to do in early recovery of mm -hmm. any kind, you know what I mean? So I got into a place where I just thought I'm not going to judge that, you know, yeah. I judge her on TV because that's what I, that's my job here, you yeah. know, but I'm not judging necessarily. I'm not begrudging her the fact that she's happy. Yeah. She seems happy. I agree. Um, I agree. And the residents see that too. They see them flirting and sparks flying between them and they're like, okay. You know, and, and she may not have a, you know, neither of them may have a lot of room to, you know, compare or anything like that. And I, I don't know that that's necessarily a precursor for anything bad or anything good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's just too many factors and variables out there that affect whether marriage is going to survive. I don't think you can say, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, because they have this and this and that. I mean, I, I think that there's a lot of factors that make this a rough beginning. Right. But, 
Yeah, you know? I, I don't know if it's going to last only because of him coming on so strong and creepily. Like that's my that's my only. But he seems nice. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Like you said, I don't know how I feel. When they get yet. into the real world, living in a regular house together, like exactly. That's another thing. You know, they're in a, a controlled environment. Exactly. Where that's that's my point. They're not. Right? There's not facing challenges as far as like life. It's an artificial reality. Right. Exactly. Okay, well, then we see Gage, Chris, and Amanda go to the pumpkin patch, and Gage is so cute playing in the Gage corn. Gage is so cute. He is so adorable. He is. And uh, they're talking about Tammy and her friend, I say that with quotes, Caleb, and they're wondering why she wanted to start a relationship when she's so close to the goal line. Mm-hmm. And that's when Chris says, how the hell do you um, rub? What do you do? How do you date in a rehab facility? Do you rub trachs together? <laughs> and if we see tammy and caleb then like eating dinner together it looked like a little candlelit dinner without the candle there was like flowers and they're eating their chicken chili and cornbread and they both were glowing tammy did like she looks so happy and and glowing and whatnot and she says Caleb is different than the previous guys she's dated, mm-hmm. which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. How she normally doesn't go for bigger guys, she goes for thin guys. Oh my God, another gifable moment. <laughs> yes. But then Caleb says Tammy has a calming effect on her. She looks surprised, as did I. I like, I think my face, like my jaw dropped because mm-hmm. we all know Tammy is not calm in a lot of situations. No no <laughs> and then we kind of learned a little bit about caleb's background what which was, the was interesting you made? i thought i had it um i mean we oh i was gonna get it when i did my second watch and i didn't get to do that because i had to go to my office today um um he said something about get like get ready to ride this rodeo or <laughs> Oh, I don't think I wrote that one down. Oh my God, what was it? I did not write that quote down. Oh God. Pause. He said all of his problems go away when he's around her and that she would make a great wife. And then we see them pushing wheelchairs back and forth, joking around together. They were only dating for three weeks before he asked her to be his wife. He said, because right after, right after Tammy said, whatever, she usually doesn't like the bigger guys. And he mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, she doesn't like the bigger guys. But then it's big boy season. Let's do that. Let's do this. <laughs> it's big boy season. Let's do this. And he slapped his belly. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. He's oh. funny. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, it's all good um yeah so then we see next time tammy telling her family she's engaged and her family does not look happy about it and i mean that's when amanda wants to know how they're going to consummate the marriage which i think we're all wondering how they're going to consummate <laughs> the marriage where there's a will there's a way yeah also. um there's there's some gifable moments coming up with that to, mm-hmm. um because she's like like sperm whales and cranes and i'm making these hand gestures i'm like oh god <laughs> oh so that's gonna be good so um it's big boy season let's do this <laughs> i should i should put on when i when i decide to date again which will probably be never i'll put like i'll make my profile like it's big girl season and just slap my belly like who wants this big girl season we'll be right back and now back to the fraudcast. All right. So now 
we're going to talk about my 600 pound life which this episode was just awful all around so i think it'll go pretty fast over it because there wasn't much to it i mean yeah i don't know it's season 11 episode six stephanie's journey and i will say what was wrong no stephanie's journey i was was like like, (laughs) um i will say i tried to find her social media and i tried to find updates as far as how she's doing she does not have social media that we know of nobody could find it um and i don't think they could even get an update like different people reached out to her and because i see articles written about her but there really is no update right so she she ghosted doctor now she (laughs) was like peace yes yes (laughs) anyway let's start at the beginning okay so she's in washington (laughs) yeah 36 years old lives in um anacortes washington and of course we see the episode starting off with her waking up which I think in every episode that's how it starts. And she says she's scared of not waking up one day and that she feels like it's hard to breathe with all of the weight on her chest. And we see her living situation. She lives with her three kids and it looks like her son shares a room with her. Yes. So you could tell right away that this is one of those filthy hoarded houses, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Which, and it looks like a small, <laughs> tiny house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's her, her three kids, none of which are tiny, and um, her mom, right? Her mom doesn't live there, no. Her oh. mom and her stepdad just come over daily. Oh, okay. But they don't I, live there. Yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And her mom, Diana, we see her on camera saying that she developed a mask between her legs. Stephanie developed a mask between her legs, and it's hard for her to walk. And because of that, she put her life on hold to help out her daughter because she doesn't want to do anything without her daughter. They have such an unhealthy dynamic. Yes. But, and then I think about the past, which we'll get into, which kind of makes sense as to Mm -hmm. why their dynamic is very unhealthy. Yes. These Um, poor people. My God. It's like they don't, they, they there, there are services out there that can help them, but they don't have access to it or can't or don't know, you know, for whatever reason, don't have access to it. it I think it, there's a lot more to the story, too, that we didn't see. Or oh, well, about. yeah. Especially is. with the mom. Yeah. But yeah. Like who called CPS? They said the grandma did, but. I thought they said someone called CPS. And I, I think it was I mom. Grandma. I oh, think okay. it was mom that called CPS on herself. Oh, Oh, but let's let's get that <laughs> back up. Sorry. Um. So we see Stephanie on. Then it comes the bathing scene. We see Stephanie on the side of the tub while her mom washes her, and Stephanie says her knees grind after her shower and it hurts a lot. And her life consists of basically sitting on the couch all day, in the chair, eating, not doing anything. She's not working. Her kids go to school, so she doesn't have to do anything with them during the day so she just feels lonely and that's pretty much how our day is spent yeah eating watching tv we see our son sean cooking our breakfast and sean is very big himself which mm-hmm. we find out he weighs over 400 pounds mm-hmm. and he's cooking breakfast for her and everyone else and this is where i know he's in a not an adult he's like 16 but when i see kids taking care of their mothers and or other family yes. members while the moms or other parents don't do anything mm-hmm. it pisses me off yeah I and i that get it be... I, like, I, sh- 
I should be sympathetic, I guess. No, to some it's level, triggering. But, it's but triggering I'm like, for this kid should not be yes. the sole taker, like caretaker of his family. Yeah, and it's it can be triggering for some people who some viewers who had to do that as kids, right. you know. Be the adult in the relationship. And that's yeah. that's it's trauma. really sad. like she's the trauma like uh, the trauma that she's inflicting on her kids may be different trauma than the kind that was inflicted on her, mm-hmm. but it's still trauma nonetheless, just a different form. Yeah. Yeah. And so go- yeah, so he so anyway. We go into a little bit of the history of her life. She said her parents were young when they had her and they worked odd jobs. She spent a lot of time with her dad when he was working as an ice cream truck driver and she would sit there and eat the ice cream while he was selling it. And the her mom, Diana, did say that her um, husband was a truck driver as well. So he was gone a lot and her parents split up and her dad was on the road a lot. So he left the family. Her mom eventually met someone and they moved in with that man, but he was an alcoholic and I'm assuming very abusive because they said that they were trying to flee. So I'm I think, assuming. Yeah, I think she said that, yeah, an alcoholic and an abuser, but they didn't mm-hmm. specify who or what type. So I just took that to mean just all right. bad. And <laughs> it's then, all bad. Right. And then when she called her ex, aka Stephanie's dad, um, and said she wanted to leave, he said basically that he would take them back if they could get to California and that they would work on their relationship. So the family eventually escaped. I'll say escape. I don't know the right word. But they packed up their stuff and they made it to California. However, they got a phone call the next day that her dad had passed away from an accident. So uh, that's really tragic. And yeah, that's, and you know, it's, it's, a lot of way, a lot of times that's how alcoholics go. It's not from the cirrhosis of the liver or health problem. It's because fall over and crack our skulls. So who knows was her dad was... an alcoholic? Her dad in the show? Yeah. She didn't she say? Oh, Did I she don't say know. that? Oh, okay. I don't know. I know the stepdad, but I'm oh a... the stepdad. Okay, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I don't know about the dad. Uh... I thought that I don't know. I thought maybe I had them confused. Yeah. No wonder then... you were looking at me like I was crazy. I was like, Wait, I was like, talking <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was just like, what's happening? What's um, happening? I don't know. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And then they said that they were homeless and lived out of their car. And I wrote that grandma called CPS. So I don't know. I'm, mm. I, don't know. Um, I, I thought that the, um, I thought they had said someone called CPS. Cause like, I don't know, but I don't know. I'm... Then Stephanie said the day that she found out her dad passed away was the day she went into foster care. I can't even begin to imagine losing a parent and then being completely taken away from everything I know from the other parent yeah yeah and put into foster care without being even being able to process that yeah news. I mean her life thus far had already been traumatic too mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's not like this was the first traumatic event of her life like you know right ugh. and she said she didn't get a chance to talk about it and she wanted to be strong for her brothers and so she suppressed her emotions which especially in Chinese medicine what I practice and everything that's toxic when you suppress your emotions and put it down that can show up in your body as all kinds of things and mm-hmm. for her obviously you know eating is helping to suppress those emotions even more and fulfilling that void that she has and making her feel comforted but i felt so bad for her yeah she, she, she had a, sorry yeah she had a really rough rough go of it there yeah I and mean, then she still, was in, and still does you know Right. She was in foster care for, and this is where 
I wanted to talk about her mom a little bit. And I think that they didn't tell us the whole story because she said she was in foster care for four years. Eventually her mom was able to visit her with supervised visits. So I'm like, okay, there's, okay. there's more, to- there's more to this story than just being she homeless. Lost her children. I don't know if it's drugs. I don't know if it's alcohol. Right. I can't, I can't just like, you know, it's more than just you were homeless and living in your car. Therefore we took the kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel like it's a lot more to the story. So they bounced around from house to house with their moms. Eventually her mom did get custody again. And that's when her mom met Martin, which I, I still don't know how to figure out. I don't know what I think about Martin or how to figure him out. I, I just, I get weird vibes. I don't know. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> weird vibe. Yeah. He was kind of weird. Yeah. But he seemed, you know, Wait, he wanted to Martin? help the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> But he did have, you know what, those kids have been through so much and he made it his goal to take care of them and mm-hmm. to take care of the family. So I, I got to give him credit for that to come yeah. into that family and and support yeah. them, which yep. we then later he's enabling her. But, you know, at the but, time, you know, supporting whatever. her. Um, They're all enabling each other. Right. And this yeah. why the story, I was like, well, this is some traumatic shit. Like, I really hope she can you know, yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. So I was very angry at the end of this. Yeah, but. when she decided to just... Yeah. yeah. So then she makes up a lot of excuses in this episode. She said mm-hmm. she was 250 pounds after high school. And she had like, I guess, a one night stand with a man that she got pregnant with her first son. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And she applied for housing. And she had two more kids from two other different dads. So there's three yep. different dads total. Three kids, three dads. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't elaborate on any of the other stories or right. anything. So we don't know if there's, you know, abuse, rape, or anything like that. Right. You know. And then she said she was in a car accident where she was bedridden for a while. And that's why she gained more weight. Which it's like she's already kind of a denial delusion. Yes. You know. And I was like, if you're 250 pounds after high school and eventually get into a car accident, okay. That I don't understand how that could make you gain an excess. Yeah, no, that's like me saying I only started drinking heavily after my, you know, after baby fraud and his dad and I split up. No, right. I mean, I've been an alcoholic since I started drinking at age 17, you know, right. <laughs> well, alcoholic my whole life, but you know, yeah, yeah. Um, um, then we go to the grocery store scene. She doesn't like to be out in public places because she knows that people are staring at her. Mm-hmm. the first thing they she says when they get to the grocery store is let's go to the bakery and she mm-hmm. starts putting cakes and a whole bunch of sweets in her cart which maybe that's what triggered my emotions today seeing this episode again and wanting sweets but <gasps> yeah. i was so wanting sweets and i don't ever crave crave sweets like, <laughs> you don't and so ever. you had to what what tell okay, people so, what you did for sugar <laughs> okay when it's that time of the month right like right before i don't care i'm gonna just put my business out there why not we it'll be like one day out of the whole freaking month that i'll be like an just a vortex of like a black hole for food i it's like i can't get enough i'm like ravished mm-hmm. and then I remember to, those days yeah and then i crave sweets and i don't ever have sweets in my house but i did have a bag of organic brown sugar that i used to make gingerbread cookies for christmas so i was like man i want to i was like maybe i'll order doordash from cheesecake factory i'm like why would you spend 20 dollars? no what did i do i took a spoonful of sugar and i just ate a spoonful organic of sugar. brown sugar 
Yeah. And I am just dying because it is the saddest I know. sugar craving, like sugar binge ever. I know. Like, it was all I had. Sad trombone. I needed like a gif of you eating it with the sad <laughs> trombone. I should have taken a picture. <laughs> and I was like, man. And then when I you're craving sugar, the- but you don't put empty <laughs> what i don't know toxic kept i don't know what do you call the the bad foods that you don't eat oh just like yeah preservatives and chemicals and whatever it depends yeah, yeah. when you're craving sugar but you don't have any preservatives processed foods or chemicals in your house right there's no roundup on chocolate that was sprayed by monsanto i'm like okay i guess i'll just eat this organic brown sugar <laughs> so watching these episodes so while you're <laughs> hormonal it's just like it's a whole nother level of hungry okay anyway so that's my story brown sugar um (laughs) well then i'm not gonna tell my gym story from the other day which one no (laughs) oh you don't want to tell it i was like i remember what happened (laughs) (laughs) ripped a really loud fart on the leg press machine (laughs) (laughs) did anyone hear you by the way I, I doubtful. I mean, we all wear earbuds, and then there's yeah. also just all the noise and music and whatever. I can't, I wouldn't imagine, but, but I did mean, it smell? It was the leg press. Oh god, it was stinky. <laughs> <laughs> the one where you're laying on your back, pushing up. So yeah, yeah, yeah laying yeah. on your back, pushing up, and um, so your legs are you know pumping right, right, right. and all stuff. <laughs> it was oh, it was so bad. And then after I was just like, okay, yeah, I think I'm done. I'm not gonna press my luck. <laughs> you know, it's one thing to get like the tiny toots when you're doing crunch which happens but uh-huh. it's not that bad <laughs> but then this i was like and i was like why am i so gassy and i mean you guys know i have gi issues you know um you know i have issues trying to poop and all that kind of good stuff and, and <laughs> so one thing i recently added to my morning smoothie i take the micronutrients that are um Erica Lugos, actually, mm-hmm. I take her, I, but the, I added to that um, a, a um, amino acid powder, mm-hmm. and because I had done some research and I talked to some people who had had done the same thing, and they're like, "Oh, this helps my helps my gut health bloat." Blah 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 blah. So I did some research. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, probably more chemicals than you know exist in your entirety of your apartment, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> in the one tiny scoop so i started this and i was like okay so it's i've been on it for like a day or two you know that would explain why i was like farty marty because it was like my body's adjusting to it you know and like today was a much better day that's (laughs) good so it's it's adjusting and and it is it's like oh so that's what's happening to the bloat all this extra bloat that i carry it's like being farted out have you ever added um chia seeds to your smoothie yeah yeah okay when i do the blended smoothies i do Uh because i have like the whole chia not the whole chia seeds yeah i know sean yeah it's like even if you like add them in after you blend it so they're whole that'll help you move your stool just throwing that out there yeah oh yeah yeah yep and the bloat um farting bloating Everyone's like, where's Hanakawa? Come back. <laughs> Come back. Where's Hanakawa's king corner? <laughs> uh, okay. So after the grocery store, we see it's, them coming back. It's in England for 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and she's eating a pizza. And then she says she mentions that she's 
fearing death and she can now see death approaching all right so we're gonna go to month one (laughs) they're driving to texas her and her stepdad martin are driving from washington to texas and it would take them a long time to get there a normal person would take three days driving to get there so they're leaving seven days before her appointment to make sure she gets her own time (laughs) like damn um and I'm sure you got the bingo square about her stopping to get fast food on the of way course, to the doctor of now, course. right? That was Jack in the Box, right? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't. I think that, one, that one might have been Jack in the Box because that sped off into a discussion of our favorite Jack in the Box items, ah. which are the tacos, of course. Mm. Always the Jack in the Box tacos, and and whenever I go down to North Carolina, I get them. Ah, they don't gotcha. have Jack in the Boxes up here, anyway. So <laughs> I could go in all the details of the traveling, but anyway, she's in pain. Yada yada. Um, she makes it she's in pain all the time she's whiny all the time she complaining all the time about everything and it's her ankle and it's her hip and it's her knee and it's her shoulder and it's her eyeball and it's her you know earlobe and everything yeah so she makes it to dr now's office weighing and she weighs in at 611 pounds and she says she wants she told she tells dr now she wants to get back to being healthy he was like, when were you healthy? When like, were you oh healthy? What are you going to get back to? What is this back <laughs> you speak of? <laughs> well, I can tell Dr. Now is holding back a lot, but then he throws in every now and then like a one-liner where I'm just uh-huh. like, and he does it so low-key. And I'm just like. Dr. <laughs> uh, now just burned you. Right. And so he's like way more calm. He's like, so what do you eat in a day? And of course she's lying, you know. Like they all yep. do. Mm-hmm. She says she drinks chocolate milk and juice. Chocolate milk. Yada, yada. Who drinks like, chocolate milk. What adult drinks chocolate milk? I, I don't know. I mean, to each his own, I guess. But yeah, all right. I, give me my coffee first thing in the morning or something. Right? I need something. Yeah. So she just goes on to say what she eats: cupcakes, chips, sandwiches. And he asks her how how is she supporting herself since she is not working, and she says her mom and her stepdad support her. And she lives, assume, in, she lives in government housing or whatever, right. you know, so. Right. Hey. <laughs> so she probably gets, maybe she gets disability. Uh, yeah, I would assume. Like most of them do. She says she snacks on cupcakes all day. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Dr. Now says that. She snacks on cupcakes all day and she's not active. No. And her family <laughs> enables her and they support her to do nothing. Well, mm-hmm. that is the truth. That is accurate. So then, of course, he gives her the reading material, yada, yada. She looks completely not interested. Scales don't lie. People do. Right. <laughs> Read this every day. Do the yeah. exercises in the morning, one hour in the evening, one hour. Mm-hmm. 1,200 calorie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Low fat. <laughs> Low carb. I'm Low diet. carb, yeah. All right. So then we see month two. All we see for month two is her cutting an onion and prepping food. And her saying to Martin, I don't have a food scale. That's all I wrote for month two. I'm like, how do you not have a food scale? You're in month two. Well, so this is where that's exactly why I said we were talking about did uh, was this cooking healthy for real or cooking healthy for the cameras? A hundred percent for the cameras. A hundred percent for the cameras. You didn't have any supplies. No. And you looked like you didn't know what the fucking onion was. Yeah. (laughs) What's what's this green thing? And at that point, when she said she didn't have a scale, I knew that this was game over for sure. Mm-hmm. She was not going to lose the weight. That was my moment. Yep. <laughs> no scale, no lose weight. Okay. Nope. She's, yep. So then we fast forward need, a month. You need right. a food scale to properly get your food measurements. Right. Portion sizes, because we always overestimate. What we mm-hmm. 
So month three, Stephanie says she stayed on track and on her diet, but her mom has bad fibromyalgia, which is forcing her to do everything on her own. And she can't go and see doctor now because there's no one to watch her kids. I don't believe it. I think that she realized she didn't lose any weight. So she doesn't want to. She starts making the excuses. Right. Yep. And we see her making meals for the kids. And she says the downside is that they have to eat the same thing as me. And I feel bad. How is eating healthy a downside? Exactly. (laughs) I was like, Kaya eats broccoli. She eats everything so healthy. And it's because I give that to her. It's like. It's not a downside. Right. I'm like, you you, got to eat it. I'm not going to give you chicken nuggets and french fries every day. Like that's not happening. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like no judgment if that's what you do for you do you people (laughs) but um yeah in your yeah in your case but her mentality behind this is just completely off i'm like Mm -hmm. you're giving your kids vegetables and protein i don't understand the kids are eating healthy for the first time in their whole lives and she feels bad about it like it's a punishment Mm -hmm. Uh, we then see her going for a walk and her kids are cheering her on i was like oh this i felt so bad for her kids i really did do i guess i guess i do yeah yeah because all all of them well she tells doctor now her son is obese that her son is obese but all three of them are mm-hmm. yeah overweight and yeah. so yeah so she her her judgment and her um what's the word i'm looking for perspective yeah is completely skewed mm-hmm. i agree um, and then we go to month five. We see Stephanie at her mom's house getting ready to call Dr. Now on FaceTime. And that's when he says he tried to call her several times with no answer. So she makes up more excuses saying her phone was broken. So she didn't mm-hmm. have it for a while. And she was supposed to go get weighed, I guess, at another clinic. And she didn't oh. do that. <laughs> this... Oh, no, wait, actually, that was the wrong part. Sorry. She said she went to the doctor two weeks ago and that she was down to 530, which yeah. I so, don't believe that. I don't honest. believe it for a hot second. No. She she went to some random mystery doctor, not on camera. You know, they always film that shit. Right. If it had really happened and that she'd lost 80 pounds. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. No way. No way. No, 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 no. I can tell you where that happened. And it was not in planet Earth. It was nope. not in this universe. It was in your little head. I was looking at her. And I was like, she looks exactly the same to me, at least. Yeah. I didn't see an 80 pound weight loss. No, no, not at all. She, she's a lying liar who lies. Yeah. 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 And sure. she says she's been losing this weight by lowering her calorie counts and drinking more water. So, Dr. Now says that that would put her at a 10 pounds a month weight loss if she was following the book and that she should be losing like 50 pounds a month or every two months or something. So, but then we know that's a lie though. We right. know she didn't really lose that. Pound. And then she says she can't exercise because of the growth between her legs. So doctor now wants to see her. So he's asking her to fly. <laughs> do you think that's a fupa hanging down? What do Maybe. we think that is? I mean, if I keep going in the direction of eating brown sugar out of the spoonful, I might oh, have God. <laughs> growth between my legs too. A whole spoonful of brown sugar. Yeah. It was good too. Organic. Yeah, well, good. I was going to say, my coach used to ask me, is it worth it? Then, you know. <laughs> it actually wasn't that great, but, you know, I'm just lying to myself. It did its job. It did its job. That's what the people on the show say, right? Food did its job. It gave me comfort and whatever. <laughs> and you have your one sad little spoonful. <laughs> 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 that's like maybe if i melt some butter and maybe you can make a cookie like in the microwave i don't know i thought about it i had flour and butter i was like maybe i could somehow do a, a cookie i don't know i don't bake okay you I was, have an egg do i do have... i do have an egg yeah well, you know you're part way there egg <sighs> sugar butter 
Yeah. Some vanilla? Do you have vanilla? I do have vanilla, yeah. Okay. Vanilla. Or almond extract, either one. Yep. Anyhow. Oh, so you could have done something. Yeah, a but I don't salt? have um I don't have um what do you call it? A mixer. I have like a little tiny mixer, but not like a a good mixer. I had to oh. borrow my mom's when I made cookies. Yeah. Anyhow. All right, so month six. Enough about my round. Kitchen aid is the shit. Yeah. I got one for Christmas a couple That's years ago. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Uh, we see Stephanie and Martin heading back to Houston, but this time they're getting on a plane and her son can't come. So they wanted her son to kind of join in on this too, to help him yeah. be involved, but he's sick. I don't he's believe that He's quote unquote sick. Yeah. 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 Bullshit. And he's like, I don't want a part of this. <laughs> I, I don't blame him. Yeah. So we see her arriving at Dr. Now's office and her current weight is 602, which means she has a recent weight loss of nine pounds. But she says it doesn't make sense because of how hard she has worked. And on the 80 pounds that she missed, the mystery 80 pounds that she lost at the mystery doctor. It's now <laughs> back on. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, what happened? So Dr. Now used to, I feel like, not yell, but he used to be way more firm with people. And now he just is like, well, I think you're manipulating them into bringing, you know, or you know, he said to the camera, I think she's manipulating yeah martin and to bring her more food as well as her son of course we all know that i loved it when dr now was like i can lose 10 pounds in one week yeah and yeah and he's like a normal average size person so yeah. he's like yeah and so he asked her what she's gonna do better and she said she's gonna read the book and weigh things out i'm like it's now what what did i say month god who cares it doesn't I, matter it doesn't it's matter finally weigh stuff out Anywho, okay, so then we see her joining a gym, and this is what you work out. Oh. I used to work out all the time at gyms. Okay, she uses resistance bands and kettlebells at the gym. I'm like, you could do this at home and save yourself the trouble. True, true you gym. can. I I use the resistance bands yeah. and kettlebells at the gym, but I mean, yeah, I have. She's not in any shape yet to use actual machines. Like, and nor do I think. I don't even know if they could fit. Like, if they could handle her weight at 600 pounds. I honestly don't know. I don't know if there's like a weight limit on benches and things like that. Right, but right. At the end but of the she, day, she has like the tiniest. Um, resistance like band and she just does like a couple things with it I'm she like, was stretching okay. as what i thought she was doing stretching like a warm-up hey it's moving you think exactly similar to what you see the bedridden people doing right. at home with the but physical it looked therapist so awkward like she hadn't done shit for the whole time like yeah. you could, it was like she didn't and then have the kettlebell oh tiny so- guys tiny yeah. kettlebell that she picked up that looked like a mini teeny, yeah. tiny doll size kettlebell. and to be honest she doesn't even need that kettlebell because she has so much excess weight on her arms like yeah, even just, just moving, doing body weight just is doing gonna... bo- right even for an average person body weight resistance can be yeah you know. there's a lot of body weight only uh classes um peloton the, yeah. the strength classes a lot of body weight only. those are hard yeah oh yeah trx got me good by the way i mean that's not like exactly body weight but it kind of is body weight you know yeah the trx trx yeah Mm-hmm. All right, so then we see her back in Houston for her this next picture of her with a kettlebell. Tiny, <laughs> <laughs> Right, she weighs five hundred and ninety-six pounds, so she has a weight loss of six pounds. And Martin goes, "I don't understand. You've changed everything. Like, no, no you no, haven't. You really not. haven't. You've changed maybe one thing. And I'm still rooting for her. I'm still in like You're still somewhere for her. At I that mean, point. I knew, nope. but I was like, come on, girl. Like, you can do this. I was really hoping." So, Dr. Now then asks about her trip, and he's very nice to her. 
He even asks her about her diet and weight loss plans and what she's doing to work on it. And he wants her to check into a local clinic. This is where he wants her to actually do a weight check at a clinic near her. And her goal, his goal for her is to lose 50 pounds in two months. And he said to the camera, this is a dysfunctional cycle with her playing games, which we know. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this before. Of course. And yeah, a lot of the episodes. So month nine, she's sitting on her porch reading Dr. Now's book and doing some exercises. And she said she was very discouraged and that it didn't make much sense that she's been doing everything to a T. So she feels like she's being treated unfairly. And because of that, it's hard to stay motivated. And now I'm like, stay motivated. You have to get motivated to stay motivated. (laughs) And now I see her placing the blame and pointing fingers at everyone else. Here comes the complete yeah, she is you know, not in mm-mm. yeah the broadcast will be right back hey broadcasters! everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge i know i've always had problems with it whether it was the fit or the quality luckily the perfect t-shirt does exist and you can find it at skims the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra now i have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra from either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees there's a style for everyone my cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me i reach for it almost every day and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist i've washed it a million times and it's held its shape really well it fits like a dream i absolutely love it and honestly you guys i thought like okay this shirt is gonna be too small for me and it's not gonna fit right and all the bulges are gonna show but it doesn't at all i put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in every little but last bulge that i have is all held in and it looks fantastic i absolutely love it and it's super super comfortable and it is it is one of my new favorite t-shirts you can shop the skims t-shirt collection at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small up to 4x and if you haven't yet be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu and now back to the broadcast yeah so month 10 we see dr now being interviewed and he said he hasn't heard from her in the last few months and she quote seemed to have blocked him and missed her appointment at her local clinic. So there's nothing more that he can do for her. So he says in the end, she's just looking for someone to come in and solve all of her problems for her by getting the surgery. So he thinks she just wants the surgery the easy way out and doesn't want to work for it. And that's not going to work long-term. It's not going to work barely even short-term, mm-hmm. you know, she's going to start eating that way again. She's going to immediately start stretching everything out and then get herself sick and all the other problems yeah so the the b-roll they finally updated the b-roll of dr now right so the the, they used to have this b-roll of dr now where he would be looking at those old school style x-ray the big films x-ray films yes on the on like the 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 thing you you know yeah the light yeah which i mean i don't know when the last time those existed or you people use now yeah i don't computers. know where those would exist anymore but and why doctor now would be looking at x-rays maybe chest x-rays i don't know but that was the b-roll it was him walking around then he would like put files something back away you know 
they updated it. The newbie rolls him sitting at his desk with his computer and his, you know, um, electronic uh, medical records, you know, going through those and, and stuff. But whenever they show it, whenever they show him do the B, the doctor now B roll means that they ghosted him, that the patient ghosted him. <laughs> and right, they're um, filling in like the little. Uh, Natasha points this out. She's like, "Oh, doctor now B roll means they ghosted him." And I was like, "Holy shit! That's right. You're right. That's true. That is so true." When you see, like, because in this case, like she ghosted him, and she, yeah. and she even block went so far as blocking him and all this stuff. So that's when they show the B roll. Of doctor now oh that's so. crazy now i'm gonna have to pay attention that's interesting yeah huh well then and, we see oh sorry go ahead yeah no no go ahead we see month 12 martin bringing her food and he says today's a walk day i'm like oh my god um he's gonna do everything he can to help her and her goal get to her goals or whatever mm-hmm. the way he's been helping <laughs> yeah. her by giving right. her the whatever she's okay and i noticed that she looks like the same weight that she was at the beginning if not even bigger from the the Mm -hmm. very beginning of the episode Mm -hmm. and stephanie goes on to say that the program wasn't for her because in the end nothing she did was good enough (laughs) and she said she wasn't going to give up on herself even though dr now was giving up on her and i saw a lot of similarities between her and tammy a couple seasons ago Uh like Uh with the whole well it's not for me like kind of placing blame yeah oh yeah yeah and just because it didn't show up on the scale like i'm still working hard and i'm happy with my progress and you right. know the, the the very rote things that 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 they say when they're still in denial not ready to face it it's like no yeah. you weren't it wasn't that you weren't good enough you were a cheating cheater who cheated yeah. <laughs> you were eating and you weren't following the diet and you weren't doing the exercises mm-hmm. um so <laughs> yep 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 so um, gotta figure out what i'm doing wrong right so going (laughs) back to like the beginning of talking about this episode we don't know where she is now we don't know anything about her i would assume she's still in the same situation that she's been in yeah i hope she finds her way and it doesn't take like a if you want to like move past like the snark ability of her because she was such an entitled weird bitch or whatever like yeah she's got this considerable trauma in her background she had no you know no one look at the model of parenting she had and you know she like didn't have a chance from the start basically and so she's she then she had all these kids she doesn't know how to care for them she doesn't care for herself she doesn't know how to do anything she doesn't want a life no one's ever taught her she's never been in you know place where she could you know do anything so i i get like how she got there she needs she needed dr p and that's where uh, that's what I meant to put too. Like, where was the get therapy? Doctor, we didn't get. We didn't get. Maybe we'll see her on a future episode. I don't know. But. I hope so because I was surprised that he didn't at all mention therapy after her second appointment. Because I feel like that's when he mentioned. If you're not losing the weight, that's when he throws in the therapy. Even mm-hmm. though you haven't done the program yeah. yet, right? Like you haven't. Right. Like, right. Right. Or whatever. I feel like there should have been some sort of therapy intervention on some level even if it's finding a therapist near her mm-hmm. that she can go to but something needed to have been done with that i mean she definitely needs therapy right so hopefully she finds help um she can use for hers.com yeah <laughs> yes that's an ad <laughs> <laughs> new sponsor for hers 
they're actually really, really one of the really great things. Like that's what I think something that's so great that's come out of like the pandemic is the one of the like the, the the ease of access to mental health care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, there was this like online telehealth stuff, obviously before the pandemic, but nothing like it is now. Nothing like it is now, and the ability for doctors to to you know, I'm sure there's you know, there's a blessing and a curse to it because you know the proliferation of doctors online. You're not seeing doctors in person. You know, the, I, I I think there's some criticism of that. Um, be interesting mm-hmm. to explore that actually, like with a real medical professional. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I think if for at least the mental health, uh, mental health aspect, mm-hmm. you know, the options available in like nine nine eight eight. Um. Anyway. So yeah. So she's gone. She's poof. She's mm-hmm. gone. She gone. Um. And that's it. That's it for Fat Friday. Yep. Um. Hannah Cobb was not able to join us, unfortunately. Um, but she should hopefully be back next week. Um, we've also got some really cool um, interviews coming up. We've been working a lot behind the scenes on some other topics, some other interviews, some other things that are um, that we're going to be dropping for you guys now that like Unsolved Mysteries is over and everything. Um, so those are coming up. We've got a lot of stuff coming up with those this upcoming week. So those expect uh, to start seeing those coming up. Um, with interviews, interesting conversations with interesting people is what I like to call it. So um, those are coming up. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you guys like us, please make sure you subscribe uh, to the show. Leave us a review if you like us. Share the show. All those things like help us and help us get out and you know, all that stuff. Uh, support our sponsors, all that, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Okay, bye. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.